me. I'm Ralphie May. And I'm Lana Turner. And uh, this is the Perfect Ten Podcast. Thank and you so much for listening. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and sorry that you had to listen to that horrible fucking karaoke at the top, okay? <laughs> karaoke, or as they say in Japan, karaoke. <laughs> All right? It's, uh, it's you know, it, it's kind of lost a lot of its steam, and the ones that are left doing it now, take that shit fucking serious, Jack. Okay, um, I've got a friend in Richmond, Virginia, that knows every day of the week when uh, when fucking karaoke is. It's fine. Buzz B U Z. Okay, uh, uh, in Richmond, that guy knows where karaoke is within two counties every night of the week. It could be addictive, huh? It's very addictive. Have you and ever done it? And he's an older guy. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. I think everybody's done it a couple of times. It's like trying it in the bud. You know, <laughs> I think everybody's done it a couple of times. But uh, you know, regular thing? No, no, not so much. Okay, not not by the way, not dudes taking it in the butt, but like trying to put it in her butt. I got it. Okay. I, I okay. thought that right when on. you said it, I thought does he need to be corrected on that? And yeah, I figured right. everyone understood what you yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just. It's good that you sporadically, cleared, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good that you cleared the air yeah. on that. I think we probably needed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, karaoke. Yeah, karaoke. You've you tried it. You, if you really like it, you've done it a couple of times. Yeah, you're into yeah, it. Yeah. But there's some people who are just freaks about it, right? There, there are some people that are freaks about it, and then there's other people that simply cannot fucking do it that are there every time. Um, <laughs> D- Dougie Stanhope uh, used to take. Uh, he used to. 
take me to this uh, shitty, sh- I mean, really shitty uh, uh, bar in Koreatown called the Smog Cutter. <laughs> okay, S M O G Cutter. Okay, and there every uh, every night they did karaoke and, and two dollar beers, so it was just a cheap place to get drunk. Dollar beers and and uh, two dollar shots of anything you wanted. Okay, so we just went there to get, you know, just to get shit faced. There was a uh, there was a guy there that uh, um, he was a foreign guy, hardly spoke any language. Okay, and he come any in English? Uh, any English? Any language any, at all? No, he could. Well, yeah, I'm not so sure he could speak any language. Okay, I mean, with he was, that, he was, with that he was price of drunk. alcohol, you can't he, talk he was at a, all. He was a drunk and he was a foreigner. Okay, <laughs> and so when he broke in, okay, when he sang, he sang the same song every night. Okay, Neil Diamond's coming to America. <laughs> They're coming to America today. <laughs> okay, and he raised his hand. Okay, it was the funniest fucking guy, man. That guy, awesome. Have you ever seen... Uh, hey, do you remember that guy? It sounded like you couldn't talk right then. That hey. guy, awesome. That guy, awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, that, uh, do you remember that homeless guy that used to sing out front of the, uh, of the uh, Laugh Factory? Yeah. Okay, into a cup for extra, extra music. Okay, I mean, for extra sound effects. Oh, yeah. He knew every fucking song. And he'd sing every goddamn song word for word until you gave him some money. And so every time I'd see him, I'd just give him a five and go, hey, go sing to that dude. <laughs> okay? I'd just sick him out on other people. All right? But uh, that guy was phenomenal. Great voice. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, unfortunately, homeless is, is, is a horrible thing. You know, alcohol, drugs, whatever he was into, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Well, but... Yeah, you can still giggle at some drunk assholes singing. Oh, that the guy! Streets. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah! Yeah, we did, we did, we did. And, uh, That's not sounding insensitive. You're just like. Oh, okay. All right. I good. didn't think so. Oh, okay, good, good, because I didn't want to be a dick, you know. But I'm just saying. Eh, no, yeah, it's okay. No, no but you, you did karaoke in a different way, right? Oh well, this was the coolest thing. I I want to go back and do this again. I could get hooked on what we did because Danny McDermott, very funny comedian happens to be a karaoke addict. He loves karaoke. He's like the guy you're talking about, just all the time, any chance he gets, he wants to do karaoke. And um, we went to this place, also in Koreatown, but it was it was kind of more of a high-end kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But they have these private rooms in which you go in and they have like, I mean, they have like expensive, you can order wine or champagne or whatever. Uh-huh. You go in there with a group of friends, whatever. I think you fit like up to 15 people in the room and, and you, it's a private karaoke room. And it was amazing. They have two big TV screens. And, I mean, I, I had a blast. Like, when, when you're in town next time in the next few weeks, yeah. we're totally going back over there. Okay. It was so much fun. Like, All right. you'll get a total kick out of it. So, um, anyway, so the segment you're going to hear is Danny McDermott introducing me to karaoke. So, here awesome. you go. Ten. I'm here with Danny McDermott. We're at karaoke at a bank. 
Is that what this is? This, there's a bank here. This is buildings, a bank, the whole right. thing, except for this karaoke place. Well, when I pulled up to the building, I was like, this doesn't look like a fun karaoke spot, but this is a fucking so cool in here. I had no idea. I thought I was going to have to go upstairs and find it. I thought it was like somebody's apartment or something. I right. No are you getting raped or are you going to sing karaoke? Exactly. Which, uh, yeah. Which sometimes happens to both. <laughs> Actually, you're raping other people, right? With your, <laughs> with maybe? your, with your voice. Yeah. You're raping people. This is so cool. Okay, so just to, to explain, we're in like a private... Karaoke suite. This is a private karaoke suite. This is where you come with a bunch of close friends for a little party. You want to hang out. You want to goof off. You want to. You don't want to be in front of strangers. You just want to have fun, practice your karaoke, so that when you get in front of strangers, you can kick ass. Or you just want to get drunk with your friends and sing. The, I, this is a blast. This place is so freaking cool. I've never seen anything like it, and I, I, I would come here anytime. It's awesome. You know, a lot of celebrities actually use these little karaoke rooms because they love to sing karaoke, but sometimes they don't want to be in public in front of everybody. So you're really into just going to different places and singing karaoke. This is one of your passions? Well... Yeah, here's the thing. I, I, uh, when I can't do stand-up, I have to perform. So I'll go out to karaoke. Gives you I, an opportunity to get on stage. Yeah. You know, before I even did stand-up, though, I used to sing karaoke. I used to win contests all the time. Wow. Yeah, up in Albany. That's not such a wow. <laughs> <laughs> you were the only, the only entry and the winner at the same No, no, there were a lot of people. There so were, you're but, a great singer. I'm all right. You're, but you know what? I don't, think don't say that because we're going to record me today. <laughs> then it's going to sound terrible. Does, they say every comic wants to be a rock star. Is that the case? Oh, I think every comic, if they could, if they could choose between comedy and being a rock star, I think they'd probably choose the rock star. You know, because you can do, you can joke around. In fact, I think that's one of the things that uh, one of the reasons a lot of uh, great bands don't make it is because you don't have the comedy banter between each other. You got to put on a show. You can't just right. do your music. Right, you got to have a stage presence. So yeah. when you go sing karaoke, where you get the advantage is that you've got this masterful stage presence right. from That's, doing stand-up. So you're able to wow the crowd. Mm -hmm, so exactly. It's, it's more than just having a perfect voice. You can actually entertain. Absolutely. So Absolutely. cool. And you practice a lot. Yeah. Well, I, it's not really practice. I go out and have fun. I do it, you know. Get the crowd going crazy and... You know, and get some free, you know, get some free drinks every once in a while. And actually, I got flown to Vegas uh, by Beecher, Jeff Beecher. You know Jeff? For Beecher's Madhouse. Oh, yeah. To sing in front of 2,500 people. Oh, how cool. That was great. He had me do it at the, uh, at the Producers Club in New York, too. The Supper Club. Supper Club, sorry. There were, 20, there were about 2,500 there as well. That's really neat. But, yeah, he, he flew me out there, got me in a limo. We were all hanging in a limo with... With uh, Sharon Os Osborne, and you know he has she always, she's always going to that thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. As a matter of fact, he j he took us in the limo to the Chippendales, and I was like, "Why are we going to the Chippendales?" Right? I'm like, "Why are we going to the Chippendales?" Okay, now Jeff, if you don't know, he's kind of a big guy, you know. And uh, so we're sitting there, and we're watching. I don't really want to watch it, but we're watching because Jeff wants us for some reason. He goes, "I got a surprise for you." All of a sudden, toward the end of the first song. Jeff comes out, dressed as a Chippendale, right in the middle of all the Chippendales, and he does the whole dance routine till the end with him. I don't know how he got him to do it, but this is in Vegas. He got him to do it. So wow. he does all these crazy things to get, uh, to get uh, seen, for, to get his madhouse going. That's but, really cool, though, that you've gotten to do all that outside, like stuff outside of just comedy. Like you're sort of rocked out in this whole other world. I'll tell you, it, singing in front of a, a crowd is Great. So I've never done 
karaoke, except when I was a kid, my best friend growing up, we were little kids, her, the, her dad bought her one of those like original karaoke machines, so we would sing in, her, in the basement of her house. Oh, wow. But as an adult, I've never gone to a bar, I've never gotten on stage and really? sing. Really? But I sing in my act, and people are always surprised to hear that, so. Oh, well, then you're going to love it. Oh, I'm going to love this. I don't know how I'd feel singing somebody else's song in front of a room full of people, though. Oh, that my takes God, a lot are of you nerve. kidding me? You're going to love it. You're going to love it. The key is just to have fun with it. Pick a song that's within your range. Uh-huh. Try to know it as well as possible, obviously. But if you don't know it, you can just sing it to the thing. But the key is, and this is what they never do on American Idol. They never put passion. You know, they don't live the song. And, and in karaoke, especially if you don't have the great voices that they have, you know, you really living the song and feeling it makes people go crazy. <laughs> it doesn't even matter if you're good or not, you know? Right. You just, you just, uh, you got to feel it. You got to really, like, you're really singing to the person, whoever is in the song, you know what I mean? Or, you know, or or if it's, like, just the gigolo, then you got to flirt with everybody, walk around and flirt with everybody, you know? It's do whatever the song, you know, go with the song, you know what I mean? Like, um I sang Big Balls by ACDC. Uh-huh. That was one of my favorite songs because one of the first times I ever sang it, uh, after the song, a girl walked up to me and grabbed my balls. <laughs> so uh, she goes, I just wanted to see. Wow. She really did. That happened actually a couple times, but that was a long time ago. With ACDC? Or, or, or she grabbed your balls? The same girl a couple of times grabbed no, your different balls? Girls. Different girls. Different, different girls. times singing Big Balls. Yes. Interesting. Yes. It was very interesting for me, actually. <laughs> that was... <laughs> It was it was it was pretty cool actually, but uh, this was before I you know I was not I was single and now I'm single again kind of but so I may start the song again start doing that song again. <laughs> see if you can get some ball action. See if I can get some. So what are we gonna sing right now? What what is your? I uh, I think you need to start us off with a with a serenade, right? Uh, serenade, huh? Yeah. All right, let me see what we got. Uh, oh, I can do this one. Cool change. Okay, cool, cool, change. cool, cool. cool. Let's, All right, I gotta let's put this, this microphone up. down here. All right, and grab the other one. You want to stay up there and you want to say a couple things like, this is going out to the Hollywood water there. After all we've been through, I think you deserve this. There's one thing in my life that's missing. It's the time. Time for a cool change. Speechless. That's awesome. You, get, you just get into it. You got to get into it, you know? And, you know, I, I don't normally comment or gesture quite as much because you want to actually be somewhat legitimate unless, unless you're just really trying to ham it up and make people laugh, you know? 
you could play two ways. You know, you could be really serious about it. I've done that song sometimes where I was totally serious, and you see, you just see, you just see girls sitting there going, ah. You know, I don't like, recognize that song. Oh, it's a great song. Little River Band was one of the greatest bands, man. Their greatest hits. Every song. I, maybe I'd is recognize amazing. it if I heard the song, but I don't recognize your version. Well, I, I do a crazy <laughs> version of it. Hey, I, you, after a while, you, you make it your own. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it, it was definitely yours. I, I loved it, though. I thought that was hilarious. And, and you can sing. I mean, you belted out like, you've got that like raspy, like, bar kind of like, it's a very sexy voice. Like, Thank you. Yeah. It took me a while to develop it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, All right, so what, what, uh, what are you singing in your act? Let me well, ask you that. Let's I, pick the, we got to pick the genre of, of oh, what you're going to sing. Because in, my, in my act, I write my own songs, and they're, they're just funny, but, well, okay, dirty so songs. funny, dirty songs. Okay. Are, not all of them are, are, most of them are dirty. But, right. um, yeah, I, I mean. Do you have ideas of songs you want to sing? Today? No, I have no idea. I've never done this, and I, I, I feel safe with you well, guys. Well, i got to hear so. what your voice is like. I don't know what your voice is like. Oh, um, I don't even know how to say that. Like, I, I mean, I have no, I, I have very little training. I mean, are you training. Janis Joplin or are you Olivia Newton-John? Sure, whatever you want. Or when you said Janis Joplin, like, Buster Flood, no Baton Rouge. Oh, there you go. Waiting for now, that train. song, if you it's nail hard. that song, if you nail that song, uh, people will go crazy. Oh. Jan, anybody who can nail Janis Joplin, the audience goes crazy. Really? Yes, which is wish, which I wish I could sing it. Because huh. there's there's no well, male equivalent wonderful. to that, really. Interesting. I mean, I don't have that kind of, like, raspiness, but... Oh, here comes our... our but if you put the emotion into it, it should be all right. Oh, my gosh. You're not... That is a pile of kimchi. That looks good. Do, does it? It looks good. <laughs> it smells great. It's got enough sauce to, to hide the sushi. Uh, the, not the sushi. The, the I love sushi. To hide the uh, tofu taste. Yeah, enjoy your kimchi tofu. It will be a little spicy. I, I love it that you guys like this. And welcome to Koreatown, uh, English-friendly karaoke place, uh, Lottie fans. Enjoy, guys. Just say, no, no, just say go fuck yourselves, round eye. <laughs> 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 That's basically what you said, but politely. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mike. I can't believe you just said that to him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. That's an example of something you don't want to say in front of a karaoke audience. <laughs> that's possibly the worst thing you could say. I, that possibly is the worst possible thing you could say, considering they created karaoke. Wow. <laughs> Coach, I, I have to suggest you refrain from that remark. Okay, so no, oh no, God. yeah, no round. No, well, no, we were slamming ourselves. No eye jokes. Not until I've sung because that's spicy. So pick up my song and then and then I'll. All and right, then let's I'll eat let's pick out your song. Hold on. Uh, search. There we go. Are you ready? Yeah. And we begin. And start out strong. Okay, guys. Don't. That's the worst thing you can do. By the way, don't be timid at the beginning of a song. Play the fucking song. All right. <laughs> Let's hear it, ladies. Let's hear it, ladies. Busted, flat, and Baton Rouge. Wait, 
more into it as that's, it went. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You, you were too self-conscious a little bit at the beginning. Right. The more you got into it, the more you said, fuck everybody. <laughs> I'm just, I'm feeling the song. And that's what you got to do. That's a very hard song. Yeah. But yeah. you crushed it. No. Yeah. Not really. I think she I, did. I more de decimated it, like the song. <laughs> no, it was but great. They, that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the key to it. You, your voice shows that. It's like when you're doing a voiceover and they say, put a smile in it. Because you can hear the smile on the person's face. You really can't. Coming here is great practice. You're right, like to get you ready for stand-up. If you don't get on stage, sometimes it's really hard to find stage time. Come to a place like this, you're just on mic. If you're with some friends, why not? Exactly. It loosens you up and gets you ready. I think it's brilliant on your part. I really do. I think that's a really smart move professionally. Danny, thank you so much for being on the show. That was a freaking blast. I am now a karaoke master. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> and you are only going to get better. Awesome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're terrific. Thanks. I Thank you. Ten. Oh, man, that sounds like so much fun. I can't wait to go do that. You know, I, it was a blast. And they also had this amazing, like, kimchi and pork dish that they made. Yeah. No, it was such a good time. And I, I totally want, want you to come and do it. And speaking of having a great time, I got to hang out with Tommy Davidson. Love Tommy Davidson. Uh, he, uh, amazing. Uh, his role on In Living Color was fucking phenomenal, man. I mean, he was goddamn, uh, gifted. Uh, that, that whole show was genius. I mean, think about what has yielded. I mean, you know, Jamie Foxx has won Oscars, okay, or Oscar, and, and he, uh, you know, in Django Unchained is amazing, okay? I mean, he's, he's just... It's just a badass, and then well, every, you know the, J the way Jennifer ins, Lopez. Yeah, J, J Lo. Okay, uh, but Tommy, man, Tommy, the great movie career. He's and, amazing. Okay, very funny, great stand up. If uh, Tommy Davidson's coming anywhere near you, go see Tommy Davidson. It's a great show, guaranteed. He's excruciatingly funny, white friendly. All right, and uh, you hear he'll make you laugh hard. You know, we did the Hollywood Squares together. And uh, were you, you weren't above him in the square, were you? Oh, fuck no. That'd they were scary. smart enough to put me down on the yeah, bottom. Little Tommy was, uh, underneath you, he'd be like, oh, dear Lord. I know, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's like the mouse carrying the elephant. Um, no, but we did do a uh, we did do some commercials where Tommy was sitting on my lap. OK, <laughs> and it look, I, I go, look at this, Tommy. It looked like like you're my black puppet. And then he and then he turns and does this spot on impression. Boy, you sure are a fat white guy. Yeah. Okay, All right. it was amazing how he did it. It was just like so funny and quick. He's really quick. Okay, and uh, he was great to work with. And uh, it was so funny to watch him hit on Vivica Fox. Okay, <laughs> it was hot. It was funny. Well, he's got an amazing outlook on life, and he's also very interested in um, African history and culture. And so that's what we decided to, to talk with him over. It's one of his passions. Um, before we introduce the segment, though, we need to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. This is a company online that can help you build a website, and they are... For cheap, and for it's cheap. great. Yeah, and... Uh, and, you know, guys, we, we bring you guys these segments and these episodes, but it costs us money. So we try and make back a little bit through sponsorship. And this is actually a company that we're excited to have. So if you do need a website, please feel free to check them out. Yeah, thank God we don't have to sell dildos anymore. Come on, Danny, talk to us about Squarespace. 
Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy for you to create professional websites, blogs, portfolios, and now even online stores. Squarespace introduces a new commerce solution that allows you to instantly create a store and start selling your products. Squarespace Commerce provides powerful and flexible e-commerce solutions integrated to work with every Squarespace template, allowing sales for both physical and digital goods. For example, you can sell your music CDs or MP3s, hardcover books or e-books. Squarespace has fast merchant account setup, so you can accept payments right away via credit or debit cards. Single interface for order management, tracking orders, providing customer email updates, printing, shipping labels, and adding coupons. Squarespace Commerce is included with a business plan subscription, which starts at $24 per month when you sign up for a year. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase on new accounts, go to squarespace.com slash perfect10. That's squarespace.com slash perfect10. And use offer code perfect. Or go to fakemustache.com and click on the Squarespace banner in the Perfect 10 page. Squarespace. Everything you need to create an exceptional website. And now, here's Lana and Tommy Davidson. Okay, so you were like the black guy in Oregon. Yeah, the black guy. <laughs> you were like the, like, Bill Gates at a Wu-Tang concert. There you go. Okay, got exactly. it. All exactly, exactly. Um, so, or, <laughs> well, I was going to make another joke. <laughs> you never tell a comic one, and then we'll one-up that. <laughs> so I moved to Washington, D.C. in 68 with my family. It was right after King got shot. Tear gas tanks, crazy, and then the black kids beat our ass, and we're calling us white crackers. So I went to my mom. I was like, "What's a white cracker?" Well, you got called a cracker. I didn't know they were just calling us white crackers. Like your family. They beat my brother and my sister up and me. Okay. We're calling us white crackers. I didn't know the difference, so I'm apparently they didn't either because yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) you got called a cracker. Doesn't that like that in itself is all right? So. I came home, asked my mother what that was. She said, well, when people are my color that don't like people that are your color, they call them that. Huh. And I thought that was really stupid. But the thing of color came up and I, because I always thought. I've never heard that before. So they, wait, uh, because you grew up in a f- white family, you could be a cracker by association. No, I'm confused. That's what people are color. She's white. Uh-huh. Call people that are your color. Oh, okay. I'm black. Okay. She was telling me that. I've gotten so lost in yeah. this whole thing. I mean, I did too. I was right. five, so you know I yeah. was lost. Yeah, confusing. So I was like, that's stupid. Okay. You know, because I always thought I was a brown one. See, I always thought I was a brown one. Because, like, I grew up on farms and, you know, out in the country, in the West. So I, I saw horses being born and kittens and dogs, and they would have, they would have them different colors. Oh, that's... Th- yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was a brown one. So, so you know, and in the crayons... Did you think that you would make chocolate milk, too? That I would make chocolate <laughs> I milk? I don't know. The brown cows, don't they make chocolate <laughs> no, milk? No, but little kids know. think that. Right. <laughs> so, so, go back to kids. I know. So, what I knew about colors was from the crayon box. And so I knew that my color was brown from the crayon box. And... My sister was like peach. She wasn't white, like the crayon. Right. She's like a peach, like a peach crayon. 
So that's what all I knew was. And that flesh tone is really awkward. Yeah, because that's, that's really nobody. That's about as close yeah. as you get. Yeah. Right? So then we moved to all black neighbor. I mean, all white neighborhood. Then that's the first time I heard the word nigger, and they beat us up too. So I went and asked her what that was, and she said that's what people who are. Why did they move? Well, who are our color call people that are your color. That sucks. You move from this, like, wonderful, innocent time in your right. life to this, like, right. racially tension, like, right. I, ugh. Yeah, I moved into the real world. Yeah. So I told her, well, that's stupid, too. And she said people that are color call people your color. So the color thing was always, always in my consciousness because I'm always in the middle of it. So I, you know, started to want to know the difference and that's where the history part came in I was like what's the difference between me and my sister because I couldn't really tell it you know what I mean and um, so I knew that we were both American you know I knew that Um, I knew that I found out that I originally wasn't from America but neither was she Right. So I found that out. I found out that there was the Native Americans land and then the white people took that. And then I found out, here's the big one. I found out that it was slavery that was the difference between mm. us. I found out that everybody that came here came here voluntarily but us, the Africans. Right. So I started wondering where we came from. You know, and I, I had a lot of questions too. Like why in general do we have less? And why do we work for white people and who set that up? So I had these kind of questions. And um, then anytime I would see anything on, on history about blacks, it would be either slavery or like I'd see pieces of stuff that didn't make me feel so good, like Tarzan. Like one white dude would beat up like 50 really muscular black dude. <laughs> you know, and I was like, who's this? You know what I mean? Right. And then I'd see, like, uh, pygmies and um, savages and stuff like that. So I had a little shame about that. I'm like, I don't know. That's kind of embarrassing, you know? So I wanted to start to look into what what are we? So that's what attracted me to it. And I've been I've been wanting to know that since I was a little kid. So I've been doing stuff since I was a little kid. On researching this? Yeah. And I found out some really flippy-dippy stuff. Do you know what part of Africa that you that you come from? Like your family lineage? No. Any clue? No clue. Because no. it all gets lost. No. And I know no, it there's, really... There's kind of like no way to find that out. Right. And there is, but doesn't matter. It's like saying... Like a person from Ireland, what part of Ireland are you from? You know, or Italy, what part of well, Africa is such a you know? big yeah, it's, region, and yeah. there's a yeah. lot of differences between all the different countries. Yeah, so. but it's still, I mean, even all of them are. You right. know, there's Sicily, and then there's you know, there's all these different parts of Italy. Then there's Ireland, all these different parts of Ireland. There's you know France, and there's some different you know stuff there. So it, every uh, country has the particulars. But the, I found out that Africa has the particular. <laughs> like, that's what I found out. I found out, oh, wow, okay. All humankind sprung from Africa. See, so, and I was also taught in school, like, I didn't really have that much of a history, and I never saw stuff about, you know, African kingdoms, and I always 
you know, I learned London Bridge is falling down. You know, right, there's not a whole lot you know, of delving King, into King that. King James, you know, version of the Bible, or, or yeah. um, Henry VIII, or all this other kind of stuff. You have I a lot of had, head in the sand about a, everything Well, I never else. had a, Literally. you know, the king warrior figures and any of that stuff. And then, so that led me to start looking. And what I found is pretty cool. I found that um, not only uh, did Homo sapiens sapien, our species, you know, come out of Africa, but every human being walking goes back to a primate called Dikinesh, Dikinesh, which is uh, the color Eve. And it's have you seen um, the it? it um, you'd probably love it if you go to the history museum mm-hmm, in downtown mm-hmm. LA. Have you seen what's her name? Uh, Lucy. Yeah, Lucy. It's Lucy Eve. It's the yeah. same. Yeah. I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, Lucy's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a skinny yeah. bitch, which is yeah. perfect in L.A. Yeah. So it's, yeah, right? So it's all, you know, leads back from the mitochondrion DNA strand that doesn't, you know. So scientifically, everybody walking the face of the earth is this. Related black, back to someone African in Africa. Woman's. Yeah. And then um, I found out some other interesting things. I found out that um, that. that Africans created astrology, astronomy, architecture, math, uh, civil sciences, law, everything that they civilized the world. Everything that happened in the Nile Valley is the start of mankind. So I didn't know that stuff. I had no idea. So I've been on that walk. And it's, it's really brilliant to find out and to unlearn what I learned. You know, that, uh, you know, I was taught that the Greeks were the foundation of everything right and but i found out that what the greeks got they were taught right and then yeah they took it to a whole new level with the little boy thing and yeah. that kind of tarnished yeah, their whole record way anyways into little, way yeah. into another level you know and alexander you know what he did so that that's what really fired me up and so that's it's fun to me it's like really invigorating to me have you ever gone to africa like at, yeah where have you egypt. gone oh i've been to egypt yeah, too I went to egypt and isn't I went it to, cool uh, Djibouti, Djibouti uh, east africa Oh, I was going to say yeah. uh, Jew booty. There's a Jew yeah, booty yeah, yeah. sitting a Jew here, booty too. sitting there. I saw it right walking there. upstairs. <laughs> I think I see. I know Japanese. <laughs> you know, a little Jew yeah. booty. Well, yeah, so um, Egypt's amazing. So that really, I mean, that's one of the most amazing. Yeah, it is. Did you, it is. Did you go down denial? You know what? I went, I went, went, <laughs> I've I been went down denial, denial many times. I've been times. down denial a whole lot. <laughs> no, I, I actually, the thing that was amazing to me was this, Egypt was kind of a downer because um, the the people there were really mean, you know? Yeah. They don't like God. Uh, yeah, they uh, were the, really, really mean. Yeah. And I was like, why are they so mean to me? You know? And um, they were really rude. Were they racist, do you think? Or they were just... Cause, well, they're, but they're, well, I don't they think... They didn't like that, me either. Like, they're, yeah, they don't like I women. Mean, yeah, they don't like, whatever. They got a lot of stuff going on with them. But the thing about them that's similar about the place here is they're not the original occupants of the place. Right. Yeah, so... You know, they got these pyramids and they got all this stuff that they're, you know, showing everybody. But they didn't arrive until um, they didn't arrive until like six, twelve. Right. You know, these, 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 those pyramids are like so three thousand years old. Original Africans, right. were the ones who were responsible right. for the. So right. your people enslaved my people. Right, right. right. You well, see how that works? That, that I found out something different <laughs> about that too. I found out something. No, I found out something about that. 
I found out something well, about that. Well, there's some theories that it was yeah. built before even that. The, there's it no was. way that the, the it, it could have been built the way that Actually, it came. the years that the years that um um that that was written about the Jews uh, were the years that Amenhotep the fourth was on the throne. The pyramids at Giza, those pyramids mm-hmm. had been built thousands of years beforehand. Before. When yeah. you went in the pyramid, did and, you go into and it? Also, hold on. Yeah. And also, um, I don't believe Ramses was even born. Right. Well, here's the thing that I yeah. thought when I, you, you walked up so inside it, right? Did you go inside the big pyramid? Was it open to you? Were you sometimes it's open. Sometimes I didn't go inside not. of it. I didn't go inside of it. Here's what's crazy. You walk yeah. inside and at the very top, there's this little space. And mm-hmm. that was where this, there was a tomb, mm-hmm. but Going there, I was like, there's no fucking way they built all this for this little teeny-weeny uh-huh. room for this tomb. So th- there was definitely more to that story. There's that, way more to it. Yeah. There's way more to it. Um, what do you think? Do you believe in the whole pre-man thing? Um, well, I saw some, some facts about it. That um, it's basically, um, it couldn't be more mathematically perfect. Right. Put there. And it actually, where the openings are in there, point to exact constellations. Right, right, lines up with the, yeah. yeah. So what are you doing to, re- like, to pick up more information? Are you watching stuff? Are you reading? Like, what are you? Yeah, I read, and I, I you know, purchase documentaries, and every, I just go from one breadcrumb to the next breadcrumb. Like, if I, if I have a certain professor on, on that subject, I'll, I'll um, look up his bibliography, and I'll get the books that he read to get to that conclusion. Oh, cool. Or I'll follow the references, like you'll say, as in such and such and such, and I write that down. Or this person said this, you know, and I'll write it down, and I'll follow every every prong of it. It's so, are you writing a bunch of new like Einstein Galileo jokes for your act? Oh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little bit more. I'm a little, a little bit more of a. I'm, I'm your pedestrian comedian. I'm the people's comic. Dude. Right, are you right. Kidding me. Can you bring that around to a I'm good dick joke? Comment. I don't know how that works. Can you write a good Einstein dick joke? The theory of uh, dickativity. No, but uh, uh, it would be better for a woman to do it. Right? Yeah, we want to hear that punchline right now. E equals MC suck my right, dick. Right, right, right. We want to hear that. Yeah, we want to hear that one. So, yeah. So, this has been fun, man. I mean, it's one of the things that kind of kind of keeps me going. That's cool. Well, I can, I can give you a tidbit of advice and from as far as... Um, the the race thing and the horrible things that you've experienced. There might be people calling each other names or hating on each other's groups, but in the end, every one of them, it doesn't matter what color, religion, they all hate Jews. No, they don't. <laughs> they do. No, they don't. Every one of them. So no, they don't. <laughs> you can sleep no, well on don't. that. Are little you bit kidding of me? No, they don't. No, they don't. But they should. Yeah, that's but right. They, they, Danny, they, they should. They, Danny agrees. But they sure did have a hard time should. with Europe. Right. <laughs> Europe had a hard time with them for a long time. This is true. They they a wanted us time. gone. The Dutch, the Dutch like them. Tommy, you've been delving into all this history and and really trying to wrap your mind on some major shit. Do you do you have any answers? Yeah. Um, and quite amazingly, it's a it's a Rastafarian Rastafarian answer. Yeah. No worries, man. <laughs> it's every little thing. Yes. It's going to be. Yeah, on. they're on to some. So no worries. That's the answer. I love no it. No worries, man. Tommy. figured out. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you, baby. No worries.
David said, deep. Who knew? Uh, the the uh, Stillwaters run deep, man. Um, he didn't know he was black for a long time, growing up in an all-white family. That mm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I just think it's, uh, I mean, like you didn't have some clue that you were black. You know, you were just uh, automatically late every time, <laughs> you know, getting tardy slips. Okay, you're the last one down for meals. Okay, I mean, you... Uh, you you really good at sports, okay? You were, you were dating the big girls in in high school, okay? You didn't have a clue, you didn't have a clue, like a, not an inkling that you might be a little bit black, not even. I think as a child, those things are really confusing. Like, I don't think children see color. No, they don't. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. I don't think that it, uh, uh, babies. Uh, I don't know when we get spoiled when. When we're taught prejudice and difference and stuff like that, but uh, it's a bad time. That's a bad time. That's when childhood's lost. That's when that's when the magic goes away. I know. I, re- I know when I first saw uh, saw race. I can tell you the day. All right. Um, after the um, Rodney King beating, when I showed up at my high school the next day. Yeah. And um, there were several women that kind of worked in more of like the janitorial and like the cafeteria ladies because like and even some of the black students it was a mostly white school but I just came to school that day and it just was such a sad day and I think that was the first time I realized wow like this is it's so fucked up yeah, and right. I hadn't had that type of experience personally Man. until that day and I mean I was not a young Young, I was already in high school, but I just yeah. never really realized people were my friends, and I didn't realize there was like this great divide. Yeah, th- th- there's definitely there's definitely more than one America. Okay, there's there's the white America, and then there's uh, everybody else in this country's America. Well, I mean, the kids that I went to school with that were also that were black were growing up in the same environment as I was. I just didn't realize that there was such a struggle. They're still... They, okay, it's not still, the same. Yeah, it's not the, the same, yeah. but I didn't realize that until that day, which is kind of obtuse on my part, maybe, but I just didn't really realize I it because I've nice. always had black friends. They but, just but you're, but you're Canadian, too. So, I mean, you, you grow up with a more inclusive, more tolerant, uh, well, and sweeter, and more naive, if you will, type of environment, you know? Yeah, I mean, and I also... Was Jew- I, I mean I am Jewish, so moving from te- Canada and yeah, Toronto, yeah, see, there's which a different a Jewish America community. for Jews too than there is well, for white Protestants. We experienced okay? a lot of anti-Semitism in different right, communities where right. we lived. I've always had little things happen. You hear people say things, so you, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't ex- um, I wouldn't compare that to a black experience. But well, it, you know, it kind of is. It, it kind of is. It, they just just uh, turn it up and make it a lot more evil and. Uh, and then add slavery to it, and uh, uh, you know the, well, a, a, a lot, a lot of negative, negative notes, and and you know, and then not only slavery, but after slavery, uh, something called peonage. That's this uh, episode's a great word to look up. Peonage. It comes from peon. Okay, mm-hmm. is what it was shorted for, but uh, P E O N A G E. It was a practice where, uh, in the, especially in the South, they would. Uh, uh, they would come up to a black guy and say, you did something like uh, you, you uh, looked at a white woman or you uh, 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 didn't cross the street for uh, a 
white couple walking on the sidewalk or mm. you 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 were loitering public loitering drink drunkenness whatever and they would send it you to a year a hard labor and then the county would sell you to a farmer or to a uh, um uh, a miner, okay, it happened a lot in Alabama and Birmingham, miners. It sounds a, a lot like our current prison system a little bit. No, it's it so was so oversaturated, though, it was with African-American Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, they come from, because of this culture before, that's where the change happened in, in uh, African-American culture, is that uh, before that, you know, uh, before the Civil War, Black people were revered, you know, but you had to because slave owners, they, that's their property. That's their lifestyle. If you work them too hard, they're, they're going to die, you know, and you can't, you can't have profit, okay? M vast majority. This is a, the truth, okay? Vast majority. But during, under peonage, you didn't have to give a shit about them. These people got worked to death. They got worked in coal mines. They got worked in in uh, cotton fields. Okay, doing the same work as slaves, and not not getting even the treatment of of slaves. Okay, it was worse. I peonage. hesitate to say that that slaves were ever. I mean, okay, like here's the thing: they're probably just even nowadays there are people who. I just have saw companies. a whole PBS documentary. No, on but there are people it. who have companies Produce. and treat their employees nicely, and then there are companies that treat people like shit. Of course, there's always going to be the, like. No, no, this was different. This was way different. Right, okay? I know what you're they saying. They were incarcerated though. I get for it. no reason. Okay, right, that, right, right. That I get free it. Free men and and uh, a lot of people don't know that uh, uh, you know slavery's still going on. You know, the, all around the world, a, a slave trade. Yeah, but here, uh, you know, uh, China. Oh, man, a lot of Chinese products are made, you know, uh, using I think slave people labor. do know we just kind of, like, turn this blind eye to it. Which I'm looking out this window of this hotel where we are right now, and I can see a Walmart right there. Yeah, I mean, chock full of slave labor. Full of it. And, yeah. I mean, it's unavoidable. Like, it just, it, man, it's sad. It's a tough, it's a tough spot, man. It's a tough spot to be in. But, uh you know, the, the, Tommy is just incredible, man. Well, what do you think about some of his thoughts, uh, or what are some of your thoughts, I should say, on um, like early man and? You well, know, I find it uh, amazing that most of the uh, adaptations, like in the evolutionary chart, like Neanderthal has white skin, which not true. Oh, you mean how they display it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and. Precambrian man, okay, and Java man, all right, and all these guys, they all have white skin. Yeah, that's true. Why is it that that's so fucked up? Yeah, and that that there's no that there's no black guy anywhere on there. There's no black color anywhere on there. They can be right. furry, but they're still white. Okay, what the you're right. That's so fucked yeah. up. I have never thought about it, but you're yeah. so right. That's all inaccurate. Yeah. Especially when most of the early men no, there's were found no way in Africa. That, yeah, no, no, no. And no there's, there's no, no way, way they could have unevolved, okay? Right. And then if you, you know, you go genetically, uh, you know, and you start to, uh, you know, since they've mapped the uh, DNA molecule, you know, you human DNA, that you you could trace it back to Africa almost right. everybody in the world. Right. No, I would consider white skin, I mean, I think it's without a doubt Inferior, it's without a, a doubt. It's it, and eventually, we, I would hope that it would get phased out. Should humanity live that long? Well, it will. It I will. Mean, I know. Providing Same with blue eyes. Blue eyes are gone in the next right. 150 years. Um, our pinky toe will be gone uh, in the next oh. 500 years. Ugh. 
Okay. I, don't know. I, I like my pinky toe. I don't know. I don't know. We had. I wish I had a tail. That would be nice. Some some people do I have know, tails. I know, but like that'd be fun. I'd like to be able to wag a tail or. No, you wouldn't. That'd be fun. No, it'd be really hard to find pants. Oh no! I just cut a hole and let my no, tail you hang wouldn't. out. No, you wouldn't. I'd no, want. I'd, I'd want a tail, but it have to be a real long tail, and I could help put it up in the air when I walk around and stuff. You just want to be a cat. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. All right. Here. All right. So we're losing our pinky toe. Go on. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of evolution stuff that's happening. You know that people go, you know, they're so fucking dumb. You know, dummies. They go, evolution's not happening now. Oh, oh yeah, how come monkeys are talking? <laughs> okay, first of all, that's a huge leap that takes you know uh, thousands and thousands of years. You can okay? see evolution all okay, around but, us. But but uh, you could teach yeah. a chimp sign language, an ape sign language. Okay, so they can communicate. Mm-hmm. All right, and and uh, but in the last hundred years, man, man is uh, uh, the average height of man has gone up uh, like six inches. Okay, um, weight certainly has changed. I mean, oh my God, this year is going to be the first year that uh, more people die of obesity in the world than hunger. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a strange, strange fucking thing, and and no one takes this thing seriously. You know. I mean, you know, the average height of an Egyptian was 4'11", for a man. Right. And uh, people don't understand that. You know, that's that's a deep, deep difference that man has evolved. Okay? We, we're evolving now. You know? I mean, it's, it's, it, which makes even the feet of uh, the pyramids even greater, knowing that the average uh, Egyptian, whether it's Egyptian full blood or, or Jewish slave or, or whatever slave, because they just didn't have Jew slaves. They right. had, you know, Nubians. They had took uh, a lot of slaves to build. They that, right? they they bought and traded in slavery. Um, I've got to take you there at some point. Uh, I, there's a lot of places in Africa I'd like to go. Yeah, and, uh, I'm I'm all there. I'm yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's just wrecked with war. You know, it's like Famines every time. Famine. Yeah, of, it's yeah. like every time genocide, okay, like on rampant amounts, whether it's in Rwanda, uh, Sudan, you know, it's it's horrible. But it's like every time we find something valuable in Africa, a new war breaks out, uh, whether it's oil in Nigeria or uh, in Mali or uh, diamonds, or rubies, or gold, okay, every time, now lithium, okay, now this huge lithium deposits in, in Africa, and so it's like every time white people find something new in Africa, there's a fucking war, man, and and people die, people get their hands cut off, it's like, what the fuck is going on here, man, uh, if we just quit finding shit in Africa and just let it be, <laughs> it'd, make a lot of, it'd be a lot healthier. Right, it'd be a much better continent, all right. You know, and now they've been racked with AIDS. Oh my God, we're probably gonna get AIDS from talking about Africa this much. You know, I don't know. Can't we just watch The Lion King and be happy, Ralphie? Come on, the circle of life. Thank you. Yeah. I know. Hey, um, Danny, where are we this week? Can you do it in your African voice? Ha, ha, okay. Ha. This week you can go see my friend Ralphie May. Very nice man. Very funny man. He will be on the 18th in Anglewood, New Jersey, at the Bergen Park. On the 19th, he will be in Wilmington, Delaware. And he will be on the 20th in Frederick, Maryland, at Weinberg Center for the Arts. He will be on the 21st in 
York, Pennsylvania, at Pulo Center for Performing Arts. Also, he will be at Altoon, Pennsylvania, on the 24th at Blair County Convention Center. Also, you can see Lana Turner this week. She will be at the Twins Show on the 17th. Also, you can check Lana Turner website for more dates all the time. Always perform around LA. Check it. All right. Back to you, Rafi May, Lana Turner. Thanks, Danny. Uh, right back at you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, this has been a great episode. You know, we've we've uh, you've karaokeed and you've hung out with one of uh, comedy icons. I you loved know? it. And one of the guys from In Living Color, Amazing. a guy who couldn't see any color, which is ironic, right? Um, I didn't know what color he was. That's that's fucking amazing what he's done and accomplished in his life you know should truly be she you know, everyone should take a little something away from that you know and, and not everything has to be like super hilarious you know it's just let's just be informative let's be listenable to and i think that that certainly was uh speaking about listenable to holy shit we've got a great band for you this week again uh as we do every episode we feature a new band with a new song this is recorded live at the beautiful Mercy Lounge in Nashville, Tennessee. Steelism.
Want to win a trip to Las Vegas to see Ralphie made live at the South Point Casino? It's easy. Just be the one to kiss our asses the most, and you and a friend could be one of our lucky winners to be flown from anywhere in the U.S. to Vegas. Picked up in a limo, put up at the South Point Casino Hotel, and get two tickets to see them perform. Be creative, folks. Promote us in your hometown, online on your social media site, and leave us nice comments and high ratings on iTunes, and you could be the next lucky winner. Good luck, and start ass-kissing today. Thank you, thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers.